dirty ape. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the TGIF. Thank God it is Friday podcast. Thank it's God. Friday, Eric, and we're going to get bananas as Gwen the Gem ended up singing right there because it is going to get bananas. A lot of is that what she's known business. as? Gwen the Gem? Gwen the Gem, I call her. Oh, yes. Her and Fergie, I think, are both gems, just as an aside, Eric. But yeah, I, I think some money business tonight. Oh, my. We're going to get bananas, go ape, all the stuff going on. And if you haven't been listening uh, lately, if we end up having a bunch of books that aren't scary books in the night summer terror books. night terrors, we have been doing those. First off, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop are picking those for our weekly Patreon spotlight. So we've already actually done a couple, which were Justice Society of America number five and Steelworks number three. And then because of that, instead of throwing the non-spooky books in with the spooky because we don't want to cross the streams, Why would we're going to have our TGIF with the two remaining books, which are the John Kent Superman book and the City Boy uh, one of which we have been enjoying. We'll have to see because the City Boy and the We Are Legends books, we have been enjoying them. We were surprised that we like City Boy as much as we did, but they're kind of losing their oomph for us overall. But maybe City Boy will come in and save the day. But with all this, I could ask you how you are. Like you, That always used to drive you how nuts. How when we would listen to podcasts and they'd get on like, oh, how are you? What did you uh-huh. do this week? But instead, we're going to kick this right off. What are we starting Nobody with? Who cares? Mm, they Adventures of Superman. I don't care is the problem. Oh, my. Adventures of Superman. John Kent, number six, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Clayton Henry, Jordy Belair, and Wes Abbott. And for our finale to the Adventures of Superman John Kent series, where we came into this with the prospects of John Kent facing off against Ultraman for all the things that Ultraman did to him for all those years kept on Earth 3 in that volcano. We instead have the Injustice Superman kill Ultraman. We we go take John to the Injustice universe where it's a walking tour of everything that you wanted to know or didn't want to know about Injustice. Such a weird idea because is this just for people who didn't read Injustice? Because for everybody who did, it just seemed like, you know, four issues of, hey, you guys remember that stuff that Tom Taylor did with Injustice? Well, here's the same bits again, just in case you forgot. And it's just a weird idea because you had, on top of all of that, you had the idea of, Lightning blue John Kent. After getting Lazarus rain on his cape, he started having electrical powers but couldn't control him. They would switch on and off, it seems like, any at a whim. And also on top of that, we had Valzad and Red Tornado from Earth 2, you know, take John on this quest because, you know, oh my god, Ultraman's going across the multiverse. He's killing Kal-El's, so we need every Superman who's not a Kal-El because he has a device that affects them. We need to get them on board to take Ultraman down. John Kent, you're our Superman. Let's go! And Immediately, Valazad and Red Tornado are sent into the Phantom Zone, and they have not been seen since. And even though we're at a finale here, or is it just the beginning? Because I hate that shit that we have a six-issue miniseries that does not conclude its story at all. But we're just like, this is just the beginning to this next series. And I'm like, stop doing that. But we have John Kent about to face off against his father from the Injustice universe, who has become a great dictator. And I don't understand what we're actually getting out of this, because even the idea where Okay, uh, I have me. a theory. I'll tell. I have my theory here. The the idea when I said at the beginning, first off, just to you know reiterate a bit of what you said, the idea that you're having the six issue many, what you're trying or hoping you're going to get out of would be some character work for John Kent. We haven't had a lot of it. Every time Tom Taylor writes him, it's he's the greatest. Oh my goodness! And then the idea that Ultraman 
is out there and John will be able to face off against this guy who tortured him, the guy who ended up being really responsible Stealing for seven him years of his life, aging up and all that stuff. It felt like, oh, my God, this is what we've been waiting for. We're going to end up getting really good character work because where John is being pushed as the greatest, 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 it, you have this little thing on the side thinking, He's going to snap. I mean, this guy was in a volcano. He should be emotionally damaged at this point in time because everything that we had from like Bendis aging him up, like, okay, he was gone for two weeks in the main continuity, but for John Kent himself, he was gone for seven years where he aged up and was tortured by the uh, by Ultraman. And when he came back, like, oh, no, guys, it's cool. I'm good for whatever reason. And I'm like, well, even though I have the the uh, education of an elementary school, I guess it's, it's off to college. And there was there was nothing that would like you know give this character any kind of semblance of reality you know that's the thing we're, we're dealing with superhero comics it's a fantasy world but you have to base some of this in reality especially the human aspects of stuff like this lot. because John Kent is more human than than Superman just because he was you know not only born here like you know Kal-El came and was raised here but he is part human he is more human than Superman is he is our human basis for the new Superman character and there is nothing that gives you any kind of impact that he is nothing more than a robot who just endures and went on. And and the idea of pushing him as the greatest thing ever, it's fine and dandy. But what Tom and Tom Taylor does it in the Nightwing book, too, and it seems like he might end up doing it in the Titans, is this thing of just presenting his characters as the greatest thing ever. And almost like I said, when you're reading the Nightwing book, even this, it feels like he's trying to redeem John and redeem Dick. They don't need redemption. They need character work, and especially John. And I think that Tom Taylor misses out on the opportunity that pain and suffering and getting over that and even admitting that you have some – that makes you more heroic. But instead, you're just being told. So when you end up, we thought, okay, this is it. He's going to be able to go and face against Ultraman. And whatever he does, we thought that maybe what will happen is they get in the big fight. He has the opportunity to kill him, pulls back and doesn't. And then maybe see you get out of here, you skip, whatever it would be. But we didn't think he'd go that far. But I wanted Something to see to give him us admit. Closure. Yeah, I wanted him to admit that he has been having problems. Just the idea that, you know, his parents didn't get to it. There's so many opportunities to work things through. Never did it because all of a sudden, Injustice Superman comes snaps neck done. Then you end up getting into Injustice. And then I said, I even said it on our podcast. I said it on videos. Oh, my God. I think this is going to be Tom Taylor because he's getting a lot of crap about, oh, look at that fascist Superman, Superman evil. It's Tom Taylor. He's the worst that he would try to redeem the Superman of the injustice world. He doesn't quite do that. What I think he's doing here is trying to redeem a damn self that he can now say is, look, hey, I just showed you how, but it's nonsense. We got well, it's nothing. It's such a weird idea because even when you have John Kent going up against the Justice League of this world because he needs to take on Superman by himself before Batman and Harley Quinn are ex- publicly executed. And in order to do this, he has to take out the Justice League. He's going to talk to Barry Allen, get him to stand down because he knows Barry's a good guy. He's going to go out there and he's going to take on Wonder Woman by sending her like her ass to the, like, the, uh, the moon on t- of uh, Jupiter Titan. And that he's also just going to, you know, take the ring off of Hal Jordan and stuff like that very easily because he's John Ken Superman. He can do all of these things. And when he does this, though, even when, like, Wonder Woman fights back, his jaw gets broken. It's a specific point in the book, but you never really get the idea that he's in pain or his jaw is – because he's talking fine. It's just, oh, my jaw is broken, and and we move on. And there's no – there's nothing to that point at all. I don't even know why we wrote that his jaw was broken if there is nothing to it at all. It's such a weird idea because Wonder Woman is the main – 
antagonist in my mind and your mind of the Injustice series because she's always whispering in Superman's ear and getting him to do the worst shit possible in the Injustice universe. She is the worst one in this one. So I wanted something out of this, but ultimately she breaks his jaw. He steals her lasso and flies back before she has a chance to fly back. And just like, all right, daddy, yo, it's time for you and me to tussle. I've already broken out Batman and Harley Quinn. So you don't have your public execution. And I'm, but I'm thinking is daddy, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to charge myself up to my electric blue superpowers because I figured out how to control this power of mine. And I'm going to charge you as fast as I can, faster than you can even see. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hug you, daddy. I'm going to hug you so hard because I need to show the people of this world that Superman, he doesn't do what you're doing. He hugs it out. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. I, the thing is, I understand you, you need to have a moment to explain what Superman is. Like, you know, what Superman should have been in this world before shit went sideways with the beginning of Injustice, with Doomsday and everything like that. The Joker poison. But do we need to know that Superman's a good guy? Even like, you know, through the eyes of John Kent. Like, yes, he is our representative from our world to this one to tell everybody. But it just doesn't. Feel like it's enough because Tom Taylor has a, a a thing that he's doing right now where he doesn't want John Kent to punch anybody. His Superman doesn't do actual violence, doesn't punch things around. He hugs it out, bro, and just becomes a very lackluster super. Like I, I like everything that John Kent stands for as Superman. The idea that he wants to have a larger view than Superman and punching things, but you still need to be a basic Superman to a degree. Exactly. This is just. He just becomes almost this basic bitch kind of waymo for the way that he presents things. He is the, uh, you know, embodiment of an after school special. Anytime like he Superman shows up. Superman is an idealist. And like, even when we talk about City Boy and what he talks to Cameron Kim about, like how, what it is to be a hero and how you have to like, you know, look beyond what people are doing, knowing they're facing and like, you know, terrible things every day, but everybody's doing their best. Superman is the greatest superhero of all time, but somehow John Kent's like, you ain't doing enough, daddy. I'm really going to freaking spill it. Start spilling this out here of what it really means to be a Superman and to hear. I'm like, how can you out Superman, Superman like this? Yeah. And. Remember, this is like a, a variant time. They they end up making it at Earth then. But the big play was that something happened with Wonder Woman back in the day, Steve Trevor, and then she never did get that kind of humanity of man's world never going and having a connection. And that's why right. she is so – John really wanted to do something. Get it on the cousin treadmill, go and change that. But I'm telling you, she is one, she is one step you know, before like a Flashpoint Wonder Woman at this point. I, I love – yeah, really. At, at this whole play, though, what I really love, first off, everybody's gathering for this execution. They want blood. I think they're pissed off yeah. at John. He's, he's ruined their Superman, spectacle. Superman's turned off the internet and cable. This is all the entertainment they got yeah, going they on. they don't get shit. I mean, they're there, and they're like, we want blood. That, that, that might like, not no, be no. true, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> well, John's there, and he's like, hey, everybody. I love that he's like, hey, everybody, get this, because he's talking to the crowd. Hey, everybody, Superman doesn't kill. They're like, okay, Captain Obvious, get the hell out of here. We want blood. We want Says it. you, I saw him kill so many people yesterday. That's the, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, you know, maybe. It's like, you're so like now, now he's killed so much. It'd be funny. What are you, Mr. 2009? Get out of here. Because, yeah, at the end of this, when John leaves, nothing's changed. And the fact that Superman, <laughs> he's killed so many people up to this point. It's not making him better, but you do get what we thought was going to happen. All of a sudden, the the lowest message go the the low the message that Lois gave John before he went on his multiversal journey. Now you realize that it's such a generic message that it works for Superman it can speak as for well. Everybody. Yeah, it speaks. <laughs> I think I ended up. I was pissed off. I didn't want to walk the dog. I saw the lowest message. I walked the dog twice, Eric. I was all inspired, but he ends up seeing that message and. 
oh my god like what have i become and what john does is he goes around because again I think that Tom Taylor realizes it's very silly to think that he is going to change the Injustice timeline. But he wants to show John as a great guy. So John goes and talks to Barry and says, hey, I think you should be better. You know, work that out. I think I just might. All right. And then he goes off and... (laughs) Poor Hawk girl. She just gets her wings torn That's off. Like, I was just jumping through. Like, I even I wasn't even going to like, you know, I just wanted to talk about the idea. Look, we're going to talk it out with Barry because Barry's still a good guy. And then he's going to beat the crap out of Wonder Woman and leave her behind for like splits. I say beat the crap out. He just leaves her behind with a wash. He has a broken jaw. The, the idea of him taking on the Justice League. All right, there's Kendra. I took her wings. She's no longer Hawk girl. She's just girl. And then I just took the ring off of Hal Jordan because fuck him. And it's just, and I'm, a, I'm too fast to fear. All right. He, he takes the wings off of Kendra. She looks like she's real high up in the air. He says he saves her. The, the thing about this is, is that Tom, Tom Taylor went on and was talking on Twitter and fighting with some people about it. Like, John doesn't hurt people. Like, I don't know. It kind of seemed pretty brutal there, but he ends up, like you said, he grabs the ring of Al. All he's doing, though, is taking them out of commission for a second so that he can just yell to everybody that Superman shouldn't kill. Hey, I'm the real Superman. The the big problem I have with this and this whole series, and I think you'll agree, we spent too much time on the walking tour of injustice. Now we get to the end and we're like, nothing happened. And the idea of, oh, my God. Harley and Batman are going to get executed. Did that ever feel like that was real? Well, even the idea that Harley and Batman them. are captured and they're going to be executed off battle. John breaks him out of jail and you don't see him again. No, we don't. And even that, it's just like the hole in the wall where all the men know what's going on. You end up where, oh, no, did you end up breaking the math? Yes, I did. And then you go to Jay Nakamura because, again, you show and Tom Taylor is trying to get that deal where. Superman, one of the things in the injustice, he will end up getting mad and blame everybody for his mistakes. He will say, oh, why are they doing it? It's Batman. That's why everybody hates me. No, no, it's because you're an asshole. And then he does it here with, you were poisoning his mind, Jay Nakamura. He breaks Jay Nakamura's arm. Does he break it or does he crush it? You know, I'm telling you, I don't don't know if that wrist could heal. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you see this. I think he has crush syndrome now, and he's going to have to have that amputated. He might have to. And then he'll have a phantom limb because he's in the phantom zone. Actually, the funniest play is Valzada. He could go and talk to him. And what happened to this? This was a six-issue nothing of a story. And then at the end, like we always do now, I don't know what happened with Tom Taylor where he has to write these stories where it's just, hey, everybody. That my character is the greatest and they don't I, I just I don't get it. There's nothing really gripping. There's nothing to even read the six. The six issues were a waste. It was a complete waste of well, it's such a weird idea money. because Cyborg at the beginning of the issue talks about like he was going over the John Kent notes that Lex Luthor figured out about this, you know, this 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 intruder from another world. And he's figured out a way to send him back to his own world through his vibrations. And just as he seems to be getting the Superman through his lowest hologram and saying, Daddy, I need you to like, you know, face justice for what you did. Cyborg sends him back into his own world. And even the idea then like John Kent's adventures continue in Beast World beginning this November. Like, all right, I haven't looked at the solicits. I don't even know if the November solicits are out yet. But is it Adventures of Superman, John Kent, in a story called Beast World? Or no, on the title, the is it just going to be Beast World? No, that's the that's the Nightwing and Titans event, 
I believe. Is it is called what Beast it is. World? I had yeah. no idea that it was called Beast World. I knew yep, we had an I event believe coming that's up. What it is. Remember when we were talking reason, about it last week? The idea. Yeah, I know. Of I just remember being up. called Beast World though, because is that what does that do? Like, what does that make you think of? Yeah, because honestly, I can't think of anything but Beast Wars. But that's my Transformer problem I have. But it, just it the makes idea me of Beast World, bullshit. Like, is what it makes you think of. Well, you don't have an imagination. That's why. No, it actually feels like a like an amusement park that you go in. They is it, is it like Westworld with like, they, you know, yeah, Safari? Yeah, the, the robots pull your pants down there. Well, what and is this they, amusement park you go to? Why, why are all the pants being pulled down? This is more of a dream. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm being wishful thinking. But yeah, I, I think that uh, this whole thing, I'm just making, yes, it is. I wanted to make sure because now that you're talking about it, I'm like, was it that? Now that is the crossover event that I already Beast was bitching and moaning about. <laughs> titans it's titans beast world which they should have had the titans in there i think it would have made more sense to you but that's it the dawn of dc combo crossover that everybody's waiting for and john i'm happy would have that been john kent's anyway. continuing on anyway in something like is he gonna have his own little like you know one shot for that is he just gonna show up over there he's been in the backups to nightwing i think that's i know he's been be. in the backups but like that's i want something more from john kent more than what we had with the adventures of superman john kent because I thought this was going to be the miniseries that actually got us the dawn of DC. John Kent gave us the the depth of the character and show that he, who, why he actually is the Superman that we all deserve in the, this you know this dawn of DC era that we're dealing with. And it's just uh, John to the Injustice Universe, Daddy. You should be doing better over here, just like my Daddy. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> much for Valzad and Red Tornado, which brings me back to my other thing that we talked about in the first. Or, it must have been the second issue of the series. We have a multiverse. We have Phantom Zones. Is there just one Phantom Zone, or does each universe have its own Phantom Zone? Do we have to go back to the Injustice Universe to go to that personal Phantom Zone to get Balazad and Red Tornado of Earth 2 out? I need to know these things. I don't know that it will matter. They're never going to reference I have, it. Because I have to, I just have to imagine those. Not like, you know, you have the Phantom Zone. It's a gigantic big place, you know? It's just oh, yeah. ghosts running around Still doing things. It's going to get very crowded, right? But, like, just imagine all the Supermen, all the Kryptonians of all the different universes that are sending their prisoners to the Phantom Zone, but it's all just one place. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it does seem crazy. But, again, does it have you have the sphere of the gods? Maybe it is in that little membrane outside. Eric. I don't well, you know, know. That membrane it connects to the dark multiverse. It, it, it connects to everything. It also seems to connect that you can punch yourself into other people's nightmares. <laughs> I don't get it, Eric. But, yeah, so this is actually, and I'm looking to make sure that I got it right. It will be the crossover. It's going to involve the Titans book, the Nightwing book, but it will also include the Tales of the Titans book. So it's getting oh. bigger. And maybe, just maybe, Eric, we will a John get Kent? a John Kent. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem so at this moment. But at this point, you ended up having the adventures of Superman John Kent. You had the book. That ends up, I think it went, what, 16 issues, something like that. It got canceled. Tom. Taylor oh, this Superman, Son of Kal-El? Yeah, Son of Kal-El. He said it didn't get canceled. It just ended to do this. Like, really? You're, you're going to pretend the that? thing to do. Then this ends up going on, and I, I don't hear anybody. The only people talking about this are the people frustrated like us, that we're not getting a story, that it really ends up being, hey, everybody, a wiki of injustice. Oh, shit, we only have one issue left. We better oh, do something. Hey, but what do you didn't. do? But we didn't do something. <laughs> well, they took Wonder Woman to Titan. Get it, just, Eric? <laughs> just the idea, though. Like, we have John Kent with new Lazarus Rain electric blue powers. He uses it to hug his daddy. But, what, like, what does it mean for John Kent overall with these new powers? He didn't do anything. We, we had 
we had Ultraman doing this whole thing where I want to know more about that. How did he escape Earth 3 with Amanda Waller doing all the other stuff? Where did he get a device that only hurts Kal-El's in the universe? And then it's just, it's just everything is left on the table that seemed like it was set up. And I'm like, why, why did you focus so hard? Why did you double down on injustice? I don't know. And, and when we ended up getting Ultraman and his neck got snapped, we thought, oh my God, this feels How like a dupe. How are we going to bring him back to life? Yeah. And it felt like a dupe. It felt like we were I need an Ultraman. into it, right? And so when that happened, they're like, oh, now we're like fooled to get to nothing. Especially somebody like Beast me who world. really enjoyed Injustice, but it's something that I don't need anymore. I've read no, no, them. Injustice they're was on fine. its side, right? It's fine. This, this does nothing but for this Injustice. Is nothing. No, and the the funny play is it doesn't really do anything at all for injustice, but it also ends up putting the idea of man that injustice Superman he's a real asshole. I'm not going to read like if you haven't read injustice, I don't think this gets you to read it. it it's such a weird play. It's like the best of no world. Man, I, I what wonder what this Superman is like because I never read injustice. What is this? He backhands John Kent and calls him a <laughs> sanctimonious fuck. Yeah. Not my Superman. And and again. Just imagine that. And this is where I have to start looking through that Tom Taylor view where he does get he fights with more people on Twitter than I do. So I, he's I, there. I, I can't believe and that. Most people. Oh, it's true. You haven't looked. And some of the people I guarantee you have gotten on Twitter and tweeted him and said, oh, man, what are you doing with John Kent? You're making him a sacrimonious prick. And then that's so he what he does and he does it all the time is he's showing us that oh my god we're like the bad superman by getting mad and we should be better and they're like go fuck yourself is that like megan fitzmartin with the uh the dark crisis yeah. young justice where all of a sudden the bad stuff was the 90s young justice and if you like that you're a piece of crap yeah if you like oh, that no. you're a piece of shit I'm so a piece of crap. in this he ends up fighting people that on social media through these comics and you know who suffers me and you we have to go through this bullshit of a nothing story. Which I had such high hopes for. That you end up where if we get rid of this stupid walking to, hey, you know what? I think the Superman might not be on the up and up. Oh, oh my no. goodness. Let's take three issues. To, you could have had some really good moments, character moments for John through Damien, who is a you know, little up, but Damien, who's you know, not getting along with his dad and hearing his We have jump a page in. in this one where the idea is like, Look, you're not my Damon, and you don't trust me, but you know what? I think you want to do better, and I don't think you want to see Bruce get killed tomorrow. So here's Wonder Woman's last one. Hold on to it, and believe me when I tell you, I know you can do better. Look, the Alfred of my world, he died, but you still have yours. Just talk to him, and whatever he says goes. Okay. And and I just he hands him the lesson, please. <laughs> Somebody's got to go get Wonder Woman off the Titan. No, she'll get back. That's the next thing. She'll get back, and then she'll come in. Superman will say, oh, my God, you missed it. I saw this video with Lois, and she'll say, really? I think that that was a deep fake. That wasn't really Lois, and he'll go, I think you're right. And now he's murdering again. Get that Batman. (laughs) He'll be so upset. I'm just saying, as soon as Wonder Woman's whispering in his ear, Jay Nakamura has a lot more to worry about than a shattered arm. I actually thought that the idea of the worst thing that he, Jay's left behind, he is no, just Kirk Cameron. He's dead. He is so awesome. dead. Like, like you said, Look, we don't have like, a Batman and Harley to execute in front of everybody, but you know what we do have? A Jay Nakamura. Jay Nakamura. And I love the idea it would be the play. Oh, you want me to make your arm stop? Okay, I'll rip your head off. Okay. <laughs> you, won't, you won't feel that it's arm anymore. There you go. So, yeah. And. Even at the point where you're going to be like, oh, my God, John is going to do it. He's going to. And 
Oh, he used his blue electric power to hug Superman. Really? Hugs, not drugs. This is what we have. I mean, you know, hugs, not story. I I don't get it. That doesn't rhyme. (laughs) Hugs, not bugs. Is Blue Beetle somewhere? You know what? I agree with that, too. That is true. You don't like bugs. So at the end of all this. I don't like hugs much either, actually. This is what, yeah, really. You're not a a touchy-feely guy. So neither is Superman from the Injustice. (laughs) He's sanctimonious fuck. He punches John because he doesn't like to be touched. He's a little germophobic with everything going on. So with all of this, the, the big deal, and if you end up, and it's a shame, when we start talking about this, oh, my God, this is just, it's a nothing series. It really was a waste of time. It didn't do anything for the character. We started with, hey, you know who's great, Eric? <laughs> John Kent Silverman. Sure is. And then at the end, you know, hey, you know who's still got John Kent Silverman. I, he does for some reason, I'm doing hand motions like the wild and crazy guys when oh, I'm yeah. doing it, and I'm going to hit the mic. The thing is, if you end up saying there's going to be people who like this, right? I call them casuals, but still, they're going to like it. And if you complain about it, say, really? Because this is, well, he did win an Eisner for the Nightwing. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) And it it almost isn't a word for doing nothing. It's like awarding somebody for not really doing anything. And it really is upsetting. And it is kind of a telltale deal of today's comic universe or the, the landscape of things but at the end the art's still good right? i enjoy the art a lot in this issue but we didn't resolve anything i mean no. he went off to go take down ultra he didn't even do that that's why nope. you had the the injustice superman his friends no injustice superman was a prop because you had to take out ultraman but john can't punch let alone kill so it just he took care of it and then you go through that never saves his friends never even bats an eye about it just gets back and i thought when he got back he was going to be upset like oh my god well you're gonna have to wait for beast world to see that yeah i I think that he's you know john forgets things mr beast world he learned to tune things out when he was in that volcano i think that's one of those and then we'll see him a year and a half from now i'm like oh there there's where they are uh but yeah beast world beast world what would you give this Ultimately, this is a very disappointing issue that doesn't do anything that feels like a setup except for it continues our walking tour of injustice while super, well, it's John Kent can't fight his own father. He can just hug it out and nothing has changed at all. John Kent, I'm telling you, I don't know why we did this series at all. I'm telling you, it looks good. We had a lot of things that were like supposed to be cool in this series. None of it turned out to be cool. So at the end, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5. And that's all art. This was a nothing book. If if you were somebody who said, oh, my God, you know, I, I kind of like this John Kent. Do I need to read it? No, you don't need to read to. this. Not, but well, now I wish I didn't. We have to. That's the problem. That's our lot in life. Even if we weren't, I would pick up this book yeah, initially. You I wouldn't have. I, I had enough of the son of Cal Al to know that we weren't going to be telling any sort of story and, until Tom Taylor starts telling a story. Which he seems there could be something with that death of the future Wally West and Titans, but I have a feeling we're gonna have to wait for a while for that, just like, you know, getting rid of Heartless and Nightwing. So Well it just turns out we gotta go to Beast World to save Wally. (laughs) We gotta go to Beast World to get to Wally World. I I think they fall asleep and everybody becomes monsters. Right? Let's just keep doing that nonsense. But that is it. I, I 3.5, but we're going to move on to the next book. But before we get into it, Eric, I'm going to hit a theme song for it since I have about 80 million of them. Here we go.
Number three, written by Greg Pak, with art by Ming Yu Jung, Sunny Gao, and Wes Abbott. So here we are, continuing our Cameron Kim story. In the previous issue, Cameron had lost his shit trying to deal with Boss Chung and Inner Gang and manifested the city into a gigantic dragon monster until Superman came and pretty much just destroyed the spirit of the city and only just done pissed it off for this issue. But ultimately, this whole thing, the setup for City Boy, which had you and me both excited, we have this kid. And he has this power that's been given to him by the forces of apocalypse. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time and it awakened him to the voices of individual cities and allowed him to communicate with it and do different interesting things overall. Now it's been 10 years later and they're coming for him and they want this power to be used to make it into the, uh, to turn this world into a new apocalypse. Because if a city expands and like, you know, unleashes itself, it'll just be all concrete and steel and then apparently fire pits will shoot up. But this is the vision that Makari, Sun, and Darkseid had planned for Cameron with their work with Inner Gang. But now Superman's involved. And it's such a weird idea because right away, this tells us that even though we thought and the way the story played out, this takes place before like a uh, Lazarus planet where Cameron got those additional powers from the Lazarus rain. But it turns out Superman's telling us, no, 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 that Lazarus planet already happened and his powers have already changed from what they originally were. And this is them, them what they are now. I'm like, I don't get it. How it, it throws me off completely because we have this background of all these things happening to Cameron that like, you know, set him off where his mother leaves him. He's experimented on and then he's experimented on again. Nowhere in that backstory previously was, and then I got rained on, and the freaking spirit of Gotham was a trash monster on my shoulder. All of that was omitted, but apparently just so we have a, a reference to Superman knowing Cameron Kim because of what he saw in Nightwing during Lazarus Planet, we have to have that thrown in like, oh, you ruined that. Yeah, and it is a little timing issue. We haven't seen those, you know, up any powers, and they kind of, and but apparently we have. I don't know. What I thought was, because at, at the end, you end up having Cameron go off to Bloodhaven. I actually just thought at the end of this issue, we were going to go, hey, I got to go off. To go-. And it, you know, as we get into it, one panel, hey, Lazarus Rain hit, we're going to do this, whatever. But it's already happened. He says that Nightwing already told him all about him. So but weird. The big play of this, and it is a middle issue. We're at issue number three of six. So I, I get it. But I wanted something bigger. Superman's here and it feels like, you know, Greg Pak realizes I can't go full Superman because he's not the star of the book. So Superman plays off that deal. He's very wishy-washy throughout. It's he like, goes John like, Kent. You know I mean? This is what I'm talking yeah, about. He, he becomes, he's just idealistic Superman where like whenever, when the problem is solved and we stop Cameron's, you know, Metropolis dragon monsters from rampaging the city, it's just, 
All right, let's spend a few pages where I sit down, you know, get face to face with young Cameron here and talk about what makes a hero a and hero. And it's weird, too, because, again, I understand it more here because of the fact that it's a city boy book and you can't get it overwhelmed city by boy. Superman. It makes more sense than John Kent in his own book doing nothing. But I love the idea where at points Cameron's like, well, I don't know. Like, uh, could I be in my villain here? Well, you know. A hero is what a hero does, and a villain, he kind of does things too, but a hero is like, look, Cam, everybody's just trying to do their best. The thing (laughs) is, Superman, they're not, I see pieces of shit every day. Well, they're trying to try to do their best, Cameron. (laughs) That's all, he's double talking the whole time. My favorite part, though, and we'll go into it a little more detail, but my favorite part is, as they're there talking about all that, and he's like, yep. Looks like we're going to have to help clean up. Right? Oh, no, he's leaving. Cameron's like, I at get least it. we know he's smart. He's like, I'm, I'm phasing the hell well, out of Cameron, here. Cameron, your Metropolis Dragon Monster did cause a hell of a wreck, like a, a wreckage over here. You know what I'm going to do? Me being Superman, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to help clean up all of this mess. You want to help me? No? Okay, Cameron. I I'm like, that he's I understand all completely. the way phased through the police. And leaving. the thing is, he does go down and help a little bit, but then yeah. takes off. Then he takes off. He did so. He even the idea seen. of phasing through the building and stuff like that. I want to see more of these powers because that idea of like being a part of the city and just being able to walk through it and do what go wherever you want as long as it's a part of the cityscape. That is so cool to me. And even the idea of manifesting into this dragon monster when you lose your cool, it's cool as well. But like it, then it becomes its own thing because you're awake in the city, but. Cameron's control over it is pretty much just slight. You know, you make a gigantic Metropolis dragon monster that decides, hey, I don't need to listen to this young kid over here. I'm going to go, I'm going to expand my city because I'm Metropolis and not even a Superman can talk me down. But eventually, eventually, you know, using the city boy powers where this camera can see everything that ever happened in the city, going back, pretty much looking into the past and seeing the time when he was abandoned by his mother and taken in by his grandfather, he's going to feel real sad in the city. It's going to feel real sad for him too. So I'm going to, I want to shake off this monster stuff, and I'm going to be a little cute little dragon. I'm hanging on your shoulder, Cameron. Yeah, and it's funny because you do end up, and it's just a raging monster. I want it, it to make sense, like the idea that, okay, here's Metropolis. What would it be? Like the idea that it just sees, oh, there's little boy Cameron, and he's sad, so it, it doesn't really do much. But as it's rampaging, Superman goes up and it's like, hey there, Metropolis, you know who I am because who doesn't? I'm Superman. How about you calm down? And basically it says, I do what I want. I do what I want. And it starts going. <laughs> Suck it, Superman. He comes down and says, hey, hey Cameron, uh, can, can you go talk to the Metropolis Dragon? All right, but you're Superman. What am I going to say? And you do end up, as it's expanding the deal, you do have that play where he starts singing. And I th- it's very loosey-goosey, though. And like you said, we still don't really know his power set. We want to know more about him. Yeah, we understand his mom abandoned him. And then we see that again. We don't really see much. I said in that song, I need to know what happened to the grandfather. That guy might have just died. He was old. old He died. But, you know, he's on his own. And now Kevin's outdoors, you know. He is outdoors. So you have all that. You have, you know, inner gang. They end up, you know, zapping off. Well, how disappointing is that? Because we have this... First two issues of City Boy, we're getting introduced to Cameron Kim like more than we did for the Lazarus Planet. We like you know we're trying to figure out a timeline, and apparently that didn't work. But the idea that this boy is like like a, a necessity for Darkseid to take over this world through all of this stuff. You have Doctor Macari, son, who might be actually the son of Macari or just one of Macari's forms. I don't know, but you have Inner Gang working for him. You got Bruno Mannheim showing up. You have all of these cool things showing up, and then Superman as well. Just for the end of this whole thing to be like, 
Well, Inner Gang and the uh, and the Apocalyptians, they done took off, and now Cameron's going to Bloodhaven. I'm like, you could have done so much cooler things. Like, I think, like, you better be following his ass to Bloodhaven and doing some Inner Gang shit over there because you had everything lined up for you with those first two issues. The most incredible origin story and beginning to a series ever with all these big facets. Dark side and, had, and things involved, yeah. Boom, tube away, and like, well, I guess that's over. I'm like, you better not be over. Yeah, so when when you're going through this, again, you end up at one point you do end up having Cameron. He jumps on the Metropolis Dragon, the never-ending story around. Never-ending story. I never got the idea of, okay, I understand no, 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 no. Metropolis would be this sort of thing, and it would feel, but it's just he's a little boy who's crying. I'm just telling behind. you, the, the worst part is when he never-ending stories away, I really wanted those boss chung goons that were left behind to be running down the alley and jump into a freaking dumpster as he flew by. I needed that part from Never-Ending Story. If you're going to go that if you're gonna good. do Never-Ending Story, go do for Never-Ending Story. Yeah. And, and, so, and remember, again, the reason all this is happening because he can through the city see what happened in the past so they're right there Look, there's a lot of cool ideas to these powers like i don't know if it's just because we're so like invested in night terrors right now and city boy is like we like it enough but it's not one of those like standout kind of books at the moment like we've seen different things but i don't know if i've actually taken the time to think during the like our read-throughs and talk about it the individual power sets of city boy like, the idea where he could see all these things like even to the point where he's following his mother's taxi from 10 years ago, like, like just through a vision of the past and like all these different things. He has such a cool power set besides for creating, you know, city monsters. And I want to see more. He sees that his mom did ditch him, but he knew that. And this, oh, that's what the Bloodhaven for some reason. The, the weird play though in this, and again, I said you can't go to Superman. Superman's too big a character. You're going to mess up your book with it, but you have him here and he just ends up like, at this point, I don't get the idea. Okay, that Cameron, he's pretty good. He's pretty cool with that. No, his anger just made a damn, you know, monster. He well, ends that's... up being with it for a second. But this is a point where you need somebody to watch out for Cameron and help him out. And Superman's just Cameron's like, got to find his own way. He's like, yeah, I'm good. The, the best is, I swear to God, Batman calls right after. We're doing helicopter like, superheroing. This is the thing. Naomi fucked everybody. They're never going to help somebody out. They're like, we tried helping <laughs> her and look what happened. I mean, she was on the Justice League. And you would have thought that maybe Superman could have led. And actually, I thought. Maybe John would have been a better play here instead of, of Cal because of the age and things like that. and could have been a cool little play. that, And then going to Bloodhaven may have had a connection with Nightwing. But he's off to, to Bloodhaven. But I don't know what happened here. If I'm homeless city boy and I'm like conflicted about what I want to do with my powers because I see myself and pretty much everybody else as a monster because of what's actually going on inside of them. I don't know if a contemporary boy my age, like who happens to be Superman, would actually be able to talk to me and stuff. But when you get the larger-than-life Superman, I think that is a bit bigger than a John Kent to me. But he doesn't do anything. He says, hey, a hero's a hero, and a villain could be better, and you're kind of cool. And then they leave. I'm just, He's I'm never just saying told if John anything. Kent showed up, I just imagine like if he said the same thing, it would just have more of an impact to Superman no, I think saying John it than John could Kent. could be a friend. I, the kid has no friends. I mean, he's there. His he's only friend is Fujimoto, some old ass homeless guy who looks like me. You don't I need just, that. I just want to know what what Fujimoto is going to do because when you know Cameron realizes that he can use his powers to like follow the image of his mother's car. To, I'm guessing Bloodhaven because next issue says Bloodhaven. He leaves the miniaturized little playful spirit of Metropolis Dragon with Fujimoto on his shoulder. I'm like. What's he doing with that thing? And do you need to feed the spirit of Metropolis? 
I don't know. And and the thing is, we knew already that the the family was from Gotham. He knew that, but now all of a sudden he's like, "Well, it looks like that car's heading down that road to Bloodhaven. Off we go." I don't know. It's it's a weird connection in there. Even at points too, like people are fighting about cars. I'm like I don't know what's happening here. But yeah, overall. I thought it was kind of a nothing issue. It's okay. I, I didn't get upset about it. I'm but- telling you, Su- Superman actually drags us down because I'm looking for the adventures of Cameron here. And Superman's like, hey, I'm Superman. I'm doing stuff. Hey, Cameron, you're the greatest. I believe in you. Okay, I'm going to go do it. Like, for some reason, Superman just takes all the agency out of this book, even though Cameron doesn't, like, you know, still needs to decide on his own what he wants to do and how he's going to help and what kind of person he's going to be with the power set that he has. It's just Superman being here. Becomes too big for the book, and he actually overshadows Cameron with all the stuff going on. And even when we do have Cameron, it's just foreshadowing back to the stuff that we already saw in flashbacks in the first issue about him being abandoned. So we're back on that. When I all I care about is that initial story that they set up with him being in the wrong place, at the wrong time, with his apocalyptic experiment, and what that has to do. Hopefully, that that uh, part continues because that is so interesting. But it, like, if we're just going to go and try to find Cameron's mother, I just don't know what we can really do with that, except for. Hey, I wonder what the spirit of Bloodhaven looks like. Well, <laughs> it's going to look like crap. But you end up where... Well, it is a fishing town, isn't it? So it's going to be like kind of like, you know, wharfy. Yeah, maybe wharfy. It, it actually got transformed by the sea. Eric, when, when you end up all this going on, what we need, we're, three, we're halfway done, and we don't know the power. We need the power set, and this would have been the issue where when Superman comes, don't they, come, the power set. they come down, but maybe... Superman could cut because Batman's the one who would cut. Batman would be thinking like, okay, they did it with Naomi. Remember where we're going to have to test well, things out. Bring that up, they can do that. But I'm nonsense. just saying we need something to go with like, hey, what are because if you just saw what he made and you're Superman, you say, well, what are your powers, Cameron? <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'm not going to have to. I'm going to have to. Well, that's the question here. You can't just let him go. What are your powers after Makari sent experimented on you? And what are your powers now that the Lazarus rain happened and changed them somehow? And if he says, I don't know, we better do something to figure that out. Only if to help Cameron himself. And not destroy the city and or world by, you know, enacting the spirit of cities. And it is through that. I mean, I know Makari's son and that is the bet, but it was the actions of. Cameron City Boy that is kind of starting to turn the planet into an apocalypse with fire. Well, so you have I, to watch I, that that doesn't happen. I want to think that Cameron had it all under control until Superman came and rabbit punched the dragon spirit of Metropolis monster in the last issue that set it off. It's because Superman isn't going to stand there and hear somebody say, I am the city, and, and just let that go. Whoa, whoa, Superman whoa. has pride. <laughs> he, he thinks he's on the man of tomorrow. Right? This is a city of tomorrow. This is my big apricot. So when you're doing this at some point, when are we going to find out the powers? When are we going to get this? Because we're getting too far in to then think that that's going to happen, that maybe by the end, I don't know, whatever. And and you need those set up. Some people are still even saying, I don't know. I'm not going to read this. It's just a wannabe, which it's not. He's different, but I can't really say how different. Jack Hawksmore wannabe. But he's already better in my mind. Yeah, but we don't know the power set. Take that, Wildstorm. Really? He made a dragon? Well, he's he made a trash you know. monster and he's homeless. <laughs> I don't know. I think that the bigger play with the Apocalyptians and MacArthur, I think that that up the ante, obviously. I agree. If they get rid of that, there's problems, Eric. But yeah, the, the art is still good. But going off to Bloodhaven, like, you're, it feels like that's like part two. 
of the we don't need a part two. Well, I, I just hate the idea that we're doing with with like monkey prints. It was like, all right, let's spend a few issues in this town. Let's go to this town. Let's go to this town. I'm like, why can't we just have a, one story in one location? Why can't we stay in Metropolis and deal with all the cool stuff that you already set up? And now we're going to get to the point because we have like the series, the first two issues we liked a lot. Then we get to this. And I'm hoping not to get to that point, like I said about, say, a Hawk Girl or even the Blue Beetle book. The idea, oh man, I just wanted to know why I should think that City Boy's cool, what his powers are. And because this first six issues, you, you hammer that out, hope that people like what you're doing, and then continue. Then go to fucking Bloodhaven and chase your mom. Let's do the big thing because people were really into it. Like, oh my God, Dark Side. Oh my God, you know, the. And now that kind of gets pushed aside. I hope it doesn't get pushed aside completely because that's going to take a lot of wind out of the sails of this book. But what would you give it? Ultimately, it's weird because I want to give it a 6 out of 10, but it seemed like such a lackluster bit of storytelling for everything that was built up to it just to say, well, I made a dragon and all my bad guys are gone. Superman gave me a talking to and now I'm off to Bloodhaven. It just feels like I want to go to a 5.5, but I feel like that's what I've been like the entire time so far, Mm. except for that 5 for John Kent. And it's such a... uh, I'm going to give it a five point. I'm going to give it a five point eight out of ten because I still like City Boy and I like seeing him use his powers and stuff like that. It's just everything that I was invested in the story seemed to have gone away here. Yeah, I'll go six. I like the art and I'm still interested. And I, I while you were saying that, I was thinking more about Superman. And I do think that Superman being so laissez-faire about things, you know, hey, you know, you that did lessen every bit of stakes that it seemed. And you said it earlier, the book didn't feel like. It was really doing anything because Superman shows up and he's just like, yeah, whatever. He's like, hang loose. Cowabunga, dude. It's what oh, yeah. he's doing. And it's just like, doesn't really play out. Like I, I would have like super at, at that point, instead of Superman saying, hey, uh, you want to help me clean up? You want to that bunch of fun? Maybe he should have said, listen, you want to go to Supercorp? Fi- I'm going to have to figure this out. I'm going to have to call Batman. We're going to have to get and we'll take you to Supercorp. Let's go to Star. And then when he turns around, Cameron's like, fuck this. I got things to do. And he runs away. Maybe that would have been a better play. Like, oh, my God. Like, he can't stay around because they're like, going to keep he, him away from things. And I, it just almost I get, like a it, blue it, beetle. It would, it would work good because we are in Metropolis. You have Supercorp right there with everything under Superman's uh, like disposal. Bringing Batman in makes sense because they are the, the like the world's finest. And why wouldn't you bring Batman in? I want there to be a moment where you could have that fun. And I'm guessing it will be in the Superman book. But it just makes so much sense with City Boy Cameron here for everything he's going through, Naomi-esque, to have the situation. Because I just want to see Batman and Superman have funny banter in Supercorp when Super- Batman like finally gets that. to see everything that at Superman's disposal. Now, again, because of the dawn of DC and it kind of got derailed a bit or stopped uh, on a pause because of uh, the whole Night Terrace, Night Terrace spooky Summerween. Boy, it would have been cool and a way to get people excited of what could happen later on where we still, you know, Lex right now he's bleeding out, unfortunately. Oh, but if things were progressed, Everybody's asleep boy, and he's bleeding out. just imagine they do go to Supercourt. You end up having Batman and Superman with that banner. But in the side, Lex is taking a little bit too much interest in old city boy. Like, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, hey, mercy, you know, take this note, do this. That could have been a really cool way. To think, oh my god, this character could end up being something bigger, and it's even weird. in we, the we Superman a, book. And we have a six-issue mini going on, and like, who's like, who's to say that we have enough story to keep us going for City Boy? Why not have a tie into the Superman book if we can to keep momentum for these? You know, we are Legends and books as well. Again, and that would be a cool way to bring it into the fold, and also think because that would that would make 
this book and City Boy feel bigger than. Yeah. Oh my God, like Lex might have plans for him later. Like that's crazy. Oh, even if you, does already. Yeah, even if you put it aside for and again, that would be something that, you know, would really intrigue Lex. Man, if this is important to them, we could really use it and then it, it would be a really cool play. But instead, eh, I don't feel like cleaning it up. I'm heading the blood haven. All right. There you go. So hopefully it gets back on track, though, when you get to that. I have a feeling because when they first announced it, you mentioned Monkey Boy or uh, Monkey, Monkey Prince, Prince. Monkey Boy. What's up, Monkey, Monkey Boy? Prince. Hey, it's TGIF. The Monkey Prince where we ended up and it felt weird at the beginning with a weird Batman and Robin. And then we just had, hey, let's go city to city. So weird as Aquaman yeah. parts. And it didn't get good until we went to Metropolis and we're in Metropolis. Now, everything is better in Metropolis. Once we leave there, it's awful. Yeah, and I think that the the play, yeah, he's going to go and try to figure out what happened to his mom. But I she like him ditched be, you. I, I like him being, and that's. You think she has a new family? And he's just going to be looking in the window as like she celebrates Christmas with her new family? <laughs> he's there, and then he, he ends up making the block fold in and crush them You all. know what I just realized? The thing is, all I'm picturing is that one scene in Catch Me and You Can when he goes and finds his mother and she has a new family and it's Christmas time. That's all I'm thinking of. <laughs> I, I just think he goes and she's dead and he goes to the grave. There you go. Okay. Oh but yeah, Grandpa but and Ma? It's been a while. It, we don't, I guess what he really wants to know is why did you ditch me? And I'm saying that I said that the I think economy. that she, I think she was out hooking. The but, economy. And, and seriously, she went to Bloodhaven. You know, the, the sailors are in town for a few days to thrill. But yeah, She went up, to go work at the casinos. What's wrong with you? I think that he, and yeah, as a showgirl. And on the side, right, maybe some happy girl. endings. Well, doing a little extra. But I think that the play will be, well, I thought you'd have a better life in Metropolis. He's probably one of those. But And I agree. I like a hero, though, to be established in a city, and there's no reason to leave Metropolis in this. You should the have kept Metropolis city. and gone with that. Yeah. You could even explore like, more of Suicide Slums or even A-Town. Give us this synergy throughout the dawn of D.C. You could have even went because I would think that different neighborhoods and things like that might even have their own little trash monsters. You might have that whole play. Little heroin needle monsters like right here. Cool. It's like a heroin. Right there. Use me. You know, you have ah. the heroin deal. It'd be great. I'm the best. Look at me. I'm plunger. I don't know. You could add some fun with I it. I make you feel real good. <laughs> the first one's free, city boy. I hate the spirit of Quaker Town. Yeah, I know. The spirit of Quaker Town would be the worst. Uh, but yeah, by the end. It is kind of disappointing. I'm still six, though. I'm still interested in it. It's just I'm kind of less than down issue. enthusiasm. I actually, after the last issue, we were like, oh, man, I can't wait till the next issue. Yeah, I can kind of wait. But when yeah. it comes up, we'll, we'll be dealing with it and see how it is. See you in September, city boy. That is it. That is the end of the TGIF. Two of the books are done with the regular books. Now all that is left is spooky time, night terror. That's there right. Okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. And that'll be. This weekend, time to put our sleeping caps on and become dream warriors. Exactly. If you're on our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, you'll be able to listen to the uh, show early on Saturday night. If not, it'll be out Sunday night on our regular feed. This is what we'll be talking about, Spat. But Batman, I was going to call you. That's me. Oh, no, that's Batman. Fine. I go by that sometimes. This is what we're going to be talking about, Jergoff. Night Terrors oh. Batman number two. Not reviewed very well, Eric. I'll tell you that. Night Terror's Black Adam number two. At one point, that was like kicking in some. Oh yeah, somebody came in. <laughs> somebody came in lower. Oh my! Night Terror's Poison Ivy number two. Night Terror's Ravager number two. We'll see if Eric's most right, and that's the most book. important book of ever. 
Night Terror is the Joker <laughs> number two. And uh, just the idea, and again, just to remind everybody that DC, they didn't like our reviews, Eric. They thought we were too critical, so they ended up, they took the review copies away, and it did seem like, oh, they're going to skew the reviews because and some people even you know, speculated it was because Night Terrors was going to be bull crap, and they didn't want the reviews to be bad. They're bad, and I they, they they ruined the deal because here, but not as bad as they could have been. I'm going off the roundup. Oh, there's the thing is, we're still reviewing things. They're just like ten hours late. You know, it's still early in my mind. But you end up where Night Terrors Batman number two six point four, Night Terrors Black Adam number two seven point one, Poison Ivy seven point nine, Ravager eight. All right, the most important book. Damn right, and it is. the Joker seven six. And the only one that even has in double digits of the big event times is Batman because it's Batman. The others, there's five reviews for Black Adam. They, they, people aren't interested in no this. Black Adam, he ain't no Batman. No. And then like Poison Ivy 9, Ravager 6, Joker 9. But no double Poor digits. This is crazy. This whole play is just nonsense. And every time I read the things, I keep telling you like, and telling everybody on the podcast and things that all I keep thinking, I'd rather you know read the stuff that was pretty good. We were building up some momentum. What's happening with Lex right now? He's bleeding out. I need to see. Dead. He got shanked. Everybody fell asleep, and he just bled out. But you see, in the nightmare rules, if you die in the nightmares, you die in real life. But if you die in real life, you become stronger in the... I'm just making up rules like they are. Honestly, you say <laughs> that. I wouldn't mind a night tear as Lex Luthor now. Well... I actually, because of the way that we played out, even we were talking about Injustice at the point where Superboy ended up getting hurt and they put him in the uh, Phantom Zone to yeah. make sure. I'm guessing they're going to cut. I don't know. Maybe they won't even reference it. But I'm saying that the night terrors of the world ended up pausing the Lex Luthor bleeding. In. Oh, I forgot. When you go to sleep, you stop bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new rule of the night terrors. With the K. But yeah, we'll be going into the summer. Which is funny, stuff. too, because didn't Superman, like the last issue of the actual Superman book, actually lead into Night Terrors where he fell out of the sky? Actually, I forget. No, that was, how that was when it went into the Night Terrors. I think that at okay. the end, he just, at the end, it was just like, oh, man, Superman, please answer me. Please. He's not at Okay. For some reason, I thought they had like some lead in the Night Terrors. Like, oh, that, that'd be terrible. But look. We can all go away with the idea, at least Night Terror's Superman stuff is not all about Marilyn Moonlight. That is, that's true. It was, it was going to be. It wasn't. I don't know. We'll have to get we that later. We have to wait till we get it. Yeah, until we'll we get, get back. Later. And then we can have this weird issue where Jimmy, t- Jimmy time travels. Yeah, Jimmy. I don't mind that, but we'll see. We'll see when we get back to that in is, September. Isn't she the spirit of Metropolis? <laughs> Maybe she is, but not anymore. It's this crazy ass. It's you a dragon. It's a metal dragon, dragon. monster. Shard Dragon ridiculousness But if you want to hear The spooky books we'll be talking about them Like I said this weekend on the regular Show as we get closer And closer to episode 500 Eric just to you know toot Our horn a little bit the idea We haven't taken a week off since uh, Episode 1 We had a snafu where there was a week between 1 and 2 and now we're almost At 500 never took a week Even with that we recorded that it just didn't Say we did we did record it. It did not save it. It was a hell of an episode, too. Still remember that the, that He-Man talk about the, the forest and Four, a lot of blood. 45 minutes or an hour and a half of He-Man. Yep. 
We were talking a lot of that He-Man And at that point we weren't reading each other's books So really it was you talking about He-Man Let me tell you Really? Oh man (laughs) Let me tell you about Masters of the Universe, Jimmy boy We wised up later And like we better read each other's books So we can go back and forth But still, we had some fun I learned a lot about that forest full of blood Yeah, I do remember though There was a forest, there was blood And it was He-Man So yeah, but with that I Skeletor's hope everybody mommy goes lived check there. out. Yeah, I, I actually was just going to say I thought there was something involved with Skeletor and some relatives. So well, there you go. You can go back and I did we when we ended no, up going no. back, we didn't repeat. Like okay, I couldn't remember if we ended up. I think we mentioned it though on the show about probably what we're saying right now. Uh, then so that's that. But yeah, check out our spooky show this weekend. And with that though, we're done. With the TGIF, Eric, what do we say at the end of the show? In a world full of chimps, always make sure you go ape. Well, I don't know what we're reading tonight. Why do they use a K when spelling out night? It's so bad, I keep pulling out my hair And I'm wondering if we'll ever be scared Harley's in the multiverse Joker's got jobs Here I am, stuck in our tails with you Yes, I'm stuck in our tails with you And I'm counting off the days till it's through It's so hard to keep a scalp from my face Cause the story's been all over the place Holly's in the multiverse Joker's got job Here I am stuck in our tails with you Well the times don't mean nothing And the rules I just can't understand All these weeks they keep on crawling Want some better books to see 